Welcome to Absolute Comics, right here at the Comic Story and Podcast Network, aired every Tuesday at about 5 p.m. Eastern. I'm Benny. I run a YouTube channel called The Comic Historian. That is Sal. He runs a YouTube channel called Comic Pop. And we create this podcast every week talking about all the greatest news within the comic book zeitgeist. Fun. I like using the word zeitgeist. It's a fun word. It it's is a fun, fun word. I only learned what it meant like two weeks ago, and I've been using it all over the place. <laughs> Once you hear it, you will use it forever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, this episode is going to be a bit weird. It may or may not include Scott Snyder. <laughs> It's great. It's uh, he's supposed to be a guest today. Well, I want to take a second. It's supposed to be a show today where he was going to be promoting his new works, talking about DC fandom. If we, but at the moment, he's currently held up at the dentist office. Uh, the updates I've gotten from him is that first off, his kid uh, left the light on in the car. The car died. Uh, so he got to the dentist office late, which means he's getting to our podcast late. And the current update is that he's suffering with Michael Bol- Bolton being played at the dentist office. So... <laughs> that's uh, where we are we, let's take a moment to just show off his book in case we can't eventually work this out um yeah so there it is it there is his current kickstarter that he is trying to promote uh looks awesome it's called nocturnal by scott snyder tony daniel i love tony daniel's art i love scott snyder's writing this is going to be a great book you should definitely back it he'll be here to eventually talk more about it himself but i figured let's just just in case yep you know help him promote exactly. the thing he was coming back for Right. So anyway, guys, uh, we do have a list of topics that we are go- that we got just in case the interview ran short or Scott get held up. So we would still have a show. Today. So here we are. Yeah. So you get to show either way. That's right. <laughs> Why does it look like I'm peaking so bad? Do I sound very loud to you? No, it sounds good to me. Huh. I've, I'm worried that I have a voice modulator on, but I don't. It's all turned off. Mm. No, I, I, I would hear it. Definitely. All right. Well, okay. There's times on my stream where it's been on for like 15 minutes and no one tells me. Ah. <laughs> I think Sal would at least tell me though. I would. I would notice. I'd be like, are we going to do this the whole time or is this a mistake? <laughs> it's this, it's this, you're doing Starscream for the whole podcast, Benny? <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh no. Curse you, Megatron. <laughs> All right. So let's go over our topics then. Yeah. Let's jump uh... into it. Okay, uh, real topic discussion. We have DC yes. Fandom will release, will release 200 comics for free during the 24-hour event. The full list hasn't been confirmed, but based on the imagery of the event website, Dark Knight's Metal will be available among the 200. Cool. What does that mean, be available? I Right? Like, does that mean that they're going to be... Where are you going to download it? Are they going to mail them to me? Are they going to give me a download code? If so, what service do you want me to watch it or to read the, the comic? Is it through? on DC Universe app? Because right? I don't know what is going on with that now. Won't I need a monthly service to watch it or, or read them? Um, you raise excellent questions. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it comes from years of being told, you know, but wait, there's more. And then being like, what more? Why is there more? How much okay, is that According to Tevia, it's on Comixology. Okay, well that's that's fair. There's no I mean, barrier to entry. The there's no, yeah, there's the, <laughs> we could have done that, um, but yeah, there's no um, there's no barrier to entry. There's no pre like fee. It's just here's some free comics. That's cool. That's down. I'm down. I love that. Yeah. So not much to talk about on that. So we'll move on to the next topic. No, it's a good idea. New, new Wolverine project in the works. Wolverine Black, White, and Blood starts this November. Each issue will have three adventures from Wolverine's long history, featuring many all-star talent. You know what? This sounds awesome. Yes. If you like hey. Harley Quinn, Black, White, and Red, you're going to love Wolverine, Black, White, and Blood, which is the exact same premise, 
but Wait, with Wolverine. It. It's the exact same what book. What is the Harley Quinn black, white, and red? Was that one of those it, black label books that I skipped over because there was like no, five Harley Quinn books? No, it's not. Although you might have slept on something interesting because the most the latest issue of Harley Quinn black, white, and red was a Murphy-verse, Sean Gordon Murphy written story set after Curse of the White Knight starring Harley Quinn. What is Harley Quinn, Black, White, and Red? I've never even heard of this. It's just like this. It's a comic book series that has a couple of stories in them that are black and white and red, and those are the only colors being used in the book. Uh, and they're done by, like, miscellaneous So does that talent. mean that the Wolverine one's going to be written in black, white, and then blood? It's going to be printed in red, but the red will be, you know, substituted. Oh, wait, I have seen this. I thought it was something garbage. Yeah, no, it's really cool, and the art's fantastic. Um, it's just basically the Batman black and white book, but with Harley, it's like, well, she's primarily known as being like red, so let's put red in there. And it'll be more striking, and indeed it is. Um, so Wolverine is the exact same book, uh, but with Wolverine in it. So it's like, it's really just taking the template of that concept and applying it to Wolverine, which honestly, regardless of it being, you know, inspired or ripoff, I'm down because the Chris Claremont, Jerry Duggan, Kelly Thompson, Ed Brisson, Donnie Cates, Chris Bocciolo doing art on Wolverine, but only using black, white, and red in the yeah. color scheme. That's awesome. Like, I hope there's well, an I, I like in the there. idea of anthology tales. I love my long, sprawling stuff in comic books, but sometimes it's just nice to have a book I can read and the story ends and I don't have to worry about it, think yeah. about where it fits into continuity. I'm reading Joker War stuff right now, and they just came out with a... The Batgirl issue came out last week in which the Joker partially paralyzed her again but mm. this week in nightwing she's able to fight nightwing who is now dicky boy the joker's sidekick right yes but what i'm saying is like and then if you go to the main batman book batman's currently incapacitated but yep. in detective comics he's fighting with batwoman against mm. joker clowns so it's nice to just be able to read a book and not have to wait for the whole series to come out to go okay so Batman wakes up at this point. That's when he right. teamed up with Batwoman. And then Batgirl was attacked here, but she got better for this. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's I love anthology tales, especially those kind where it's like, is this even in continuity? Doesn't matter. It's just a dope video it's just a dope story about Wolverine using his claws on bad guys. I'm I'm in. I think that sounds great. You know what? We're, I'm, I'm gonna I like the I'm gonna end the Wolverine topic. I do want us to read this. That sounds amazing. I'm on okay. board with that. Okay. <laughs> Tevia brought up the whole Rick Grayson thing. I think they're finally done with it, and I think the excuse they're going to do is that Joker's going to fix him. Yeah, absolutely. Did you read uh, Nightwing today? I did not. I, I only got time to read Batman, which I did okay. and enjoyed thoroughly. Do you mind if I spoil it slightly? I won't tell you what exactly what I happens. don't read Nightwing, so I'm happy to, to, to be spoiled. Okay, so he comes in as Dicky Boy, the sidekick of the Joker. And, they, and basically, they've brainwashed him to think that he, his whole life was as Joker's Robin. Right. So he does everything for the Joker, but they straight up are already establishing that his memories are out of whack. Batgirl, Jason, and Drake need to save him. Yep. All these things. And I feel like at the end of this, it's okay, now he's back to Dick Grayson. He yep. was Dicky Boy. Now he's Dick Grayson. No more of this Rick crap. Nope. The yeah. Rick thing is, I think Joker said it best. He said it's stupid. Like when he heard his name was Rick, he's like, that's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> like, so yeah. it's interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how the whole thing plays out. Um, but I think they're done with this Rick thing. I, I think the Rick thing was a fun experiment. I'm, I won't deny. I won't deny that. I was mm. reading it when it started. I think two things happened. One, it made they they acted. They tried to make it play into things too much. First yeah. off, they tried to say, "Oh well, the Bat family is just letting him relax, do his own thing." One, that's out of character. That would never have flown. 
<laughs> right. If he didn't have his memories, he would have been in the in the Wayne Manor being recovered by Alfred. We all know this. Yep. Okay, fine. Secondly, he his constant argument as Rick Grayson was that he didn't feel like he was a part of this family and he had to create his own identity. Yeah. Cool. But I'm telling you right now, Sal, if I wake up tomorrow and I have no memories and I am apparently the ward of a multi-billion dollar guy who has tons of resources at his disposal and I'm told I'm a superhero, Yeah. probably going to see what's going on with that before I decide to go become a taxi driver. Going to investigate that before getting the 9 to 5, absolutely. <laughs> but, okay, fine. We'll ignore that not making sense. The last part is, yeah. once he pretty much started acting like Nightwing again, but yep. still wanted to be Rick, that's where it really made no sense, because now he's like, well, I'm going to train these other superheroes, because I obviously have all these skills. Right. But I'm still Rick Grayson and don't want to team up with the Bat family. Like, well, for me, that's just that's just editorial. That's just them being like, well, you know, the guy over there says it's got to be Rick, and it has to stay at least a year. So you know, even though it makes no sense and no one would do this, and even if we were to tell the story, it would naturally conclude after this amount of issues. We have to artificially keep it up and keep it as the status quo for as long as he's satisfied. And right. now he's gone, so they're like, "Well, fix that as me as quickly as possible." People like this character, and we want to like keep them uh, from. We want to keep his book from hemorrhaging readers. Did I lose uh, you? <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, that's. I just wanted to say that about Nightwing stuff. I thought it was cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad. I, I like. I I think it's it's almost poetic that Joker's the one who's going to get him his memories back. It's just it's it's so uh, clever that they are able to work it into this like massive Joker event to be like, and we're also going to throw in like fixing Nightwing too. As long as we're here. I mean, as long as we're changing things up, let's put this up. Yeah, no, that's just it. Um, I, what I'm hoping is this kind of makes Nightwing don't kill me a little more interesting. Yeah. I hope it yeah. kind of entwines him better with the Joker and things like that. Cause I feel mm. like that's one thing that he's always kind of been missing. Like, Nightwing's great. Him as Robin is great, but I feel like for some reason there was just the he never really had a connection to the Joker. Like no. Jason Todd out of the equation, Batgirl had her connection to the Joker. Joker messed with Tim Drake and his family, but Nightwing always yep. oh, just like oh, that's a bad guy. You yeah, know, like, <laughs> well, because he was like yeah, because because Joker came on the scene shortly before he became Robin, and then. For the rest of his life, it's just like Joker is Batman's arch nemesis. He's scary and he tr tries to kill all of us, but like he, you know, he succeeded after I quit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. I, I, I like that. Good idea. So, all right. So moving on to our next topic then. DC confirms that the most powerful psychic in the universe is also the most beloved sidekick, Jaro. <laughs> uh, Dan's, Dan's editorial note in our notes here. That's it. I just wanted people to know that Jaro is back. Super strong, super awesome. <laughs> Thanks, yes. Dan. <laughs> yes, in Dark Knight's Death Metal number three, Jaro returns, and it turns out he is super important, uh, and he is a, he's clutch in Wonder Woman's plans. And yeah, he's he's fun. He's if you like Jaro, you're gonna love him in this. And uh, and and they do drop that he's like he is the world's most powerful psychic now. Yeah, I just I just love Dan's note. That's it. I have nothing else. <laughs> yeah. He had a great moment in that book where, yeah, uh, you know, did. Batman shows up and he's like, uh, you know, he's like, he's like, dad. He goes, not in front of Clark. Yes. That was the best moment ever. 
<laughs> um, all right. So after recent shifts at DC, D- Jim Lee stated that DC will shift collectibles to a higher price point and more of a licensing model, model working with other manufacturers that they already work with. That sounds to me like they're going to be more sideshow, less everybody who wants to buy DC stuff and make products on it. Yes. I'm actually yeah. not against that. I'm not against that. Uh, there should, in my opinion, DC should have uh, three hefty price points. You should have your mm-hmm. Funko level of collectible, fifteen to thirty dollar collectible price range, cheap statue. You should have your one hundred to two hundred dollar DC collectible line, and we should have our eight hundred to nine hundred Green Lantern and Flash. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but I, it sounds like they're getting rid of the DC collectibles part, right? Like, yeah. Basically, you remove the middle tier. It's like, yeah, you, you but, can get action I, figures and statues, like Funko Pop like figurines, and you can get very expensive statues. Like, we're going to get rid of that middle yeah, ground. Yeah, and that's just it. I feel like I do, but as a collector who does these things, I feel like they needed to. Because yeah. that middle ground seemed to have no quality control. Part of the mm. reason I have these statues, Sal, is yeah. not because, like, okay, first up, they're cool to have. They're giant. They're dope. They yeah. make great set pieces. That's cool, too. But the other reason I have a lot of those and not a lot of the smaller ones is the quality was all over the place. Because whoever yes. wanted to pay for it could get that license. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, although there are the DC collectibles, like the DC Direct line, had some really, really cool, like, across-the-board good stuff. Um, well, I think specifically did. of like the Andy Kubert uh, Batman statue from Dark Knight Three. Uh, there's a great uh, Gary Frank Superman and Lois statue. Like I, the the ones that I'm thinking of are the ones that came in that same box. But like or or they're directly di- like influenced by artists. Like the the Greg Capullo Dark Knight's Metal Batman statue, which is like this big and it's you know like it's like 200 bucks maybe. And uh, and it's it's it looks like Greg Capullo drew it. Uh, it's really cool. There's a Todd McFarlane Batman statue that's in his style for that detective comics book he did or that Batman cover he did. And it's, it's, it looks like the comic book come to life. And I, I would have loved that. Uh, I don't even know if that's a thing anymore. Like if it's going to be a thing. Um, and, and it's too bad. We're not going to get some of those things. There's a, I actually, and I was so in, I was so concerned about that because I got into the collectibles game way late. Like I, I didn't get a lot of statues, but because we have sets and I, I want to have set pieces and I can like kind of afford more statues now. I'm like, I'll get into statues, but I still can't justify your statues. Like I can't spend $900 on a statue. That's because I need write-offs. I don't know if you're aware of this, but when you like, you eventually hit tax brackets where it's like, oh, I need write-offs. God damn it. I do need write-offs. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I do need that. And I, and I, find it like we have we have a lot of things that we can expense (laughs) but uh yeah so yeah anyway yeah with the higher price point i I think that was the problem i had though like the andy kubrick is good but then you'd have the really weird low quality ones it just it was kind of all it was kind of all over the place yes that's fair but won't them opening the licensing option up be uh, you know create more of that situation where it's like you don't know what kind of you're, what you're getting because you'll you know so anyone who can afford the licensing deal will just make whatever they got. No, you're right. It, 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 I want them to tighten it up. Yeah. One thing I like about my Marvel statues is they're not easy to come by. Like what? Right. Like you come here and you're like, okay, that's a cool Green Lantern, that's a cool Flash, but I can get something similar. But you come here and you look at my Iron Man and you're like, dude. You look at my female Thor, you're like, dude. Yeah. Like people are more impressed with my Marvel stuff because it's harder to find. So yeah. as a collector, that's what I want. Right, yeah. For you, you to have f- issues repeat, re- replicating what I have. True, yeah. I mean, I don't have that wolf. That, that, that's the Flash statue that I've seen in person is unbelievable. 
that one where back he's there. Ripping up yeah. the, where he's ripping up the road. It's amazing that took forever stuff. To, it came in so many pieces. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, I'm happy with it just... It, here's the statue. Here's the base. Plug it into the base. Put it up on the. I, and I was so worried that like this was going to happen that they were just going to dissolve DC Direct or DC Collectibles that I bought a couple of statues that I was like on the fence about for years just because I'm like I bet they don't. Well, since they're not going to make these anymore, they're probably going to be hard to find. So I finally grabbed the the Francis Manipal Flash, and I got the Neil Adams Superman breaking the chains across his chest. I was like, these are yeah. cool. And I've always wanted these. And they're like under $200. I was like, I can afford to get these. The Flash was under $100. And it's like really nice looking. I was Link like, me that. Really cool. I, want th- I want that. <laughs> it was on Amazon. I'll, 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 pull it, I'll ch- see if I can pull it up while you, uh, while you work. Okay. All right. Next topic on our list then, because I think we both like collectibles. We have different levels yeah. of collecting, but we both this like is true. them. Despite the split from Diamond dis- uh, Comic dis- Distributors, DC yeah. Comic sales are the same level or higher than pre-COVID numbers. Batman Three Jokers has already sold over 300,000 copies. I was really looking forward to talking to you guys today, but uh, yeah, I'll go into it real quick. My kid just, uh, so I'm I'm like, like I'm literally sitting in a dentist apartment. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a comic celebrity. Anyway. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm really excited about it. Ultimately, like the goal was... uh, to do a Kickstarter that would essentially make people feel connected to me and Tony. The book is something I've been dying to do for a long time. It's uh, it's based on, you know, my, I had like a deathly fear of the dark when I was a kid and this guy, he won't admit it now, but he was scared of it. And then my nine year old has, has a lot of fears about it. And I wanted to do something where it's like the earth is suddenly submerged in this darkness where the morning just doesn't show up uh, tomorrow. And instead this new darkness, no one knows if it's like biblical or supernatural or, cosmic but what happens is um anything that stays in it too long any living creature starts to mutate and becomes this monstrous thing and so it's a lot of fun it's like a high octane horror series it's about this woman that had bad vision as a kid she had all these terrible cataracts and then had them had uh, surgery when she was older uh but she remembers what it was like living in kind of blindness and so she's really badass about navigating this new darkness and she's a trucker she takes people from town to town in this awesome 18 wheeler that's like armed with these weaponized lights and so I've been dying to do it forever, and Tony and I started working on it a year ago. And then, to be totally honest, like when COVID shut everything down, it made me start to think about uh, a way, possibly like a better way, to make sure that the to make sure that we weren't putting pressure on an indie publisher to help us when you know they were drying up and when there was all kinds of hardship and disruption and interruption. So for us, it really was about making a safe like a lockbox with enough money to fund the book. And then um, so that we could make it no matter what happens with COVID, not put pressure on any indie publisher. And then at the same time, be able to take whatever extra we make, whatever I make, I'm taking zero profit, goes to the next book for this label I'm starting, Best Jacket. I'm going to announce the next book soon. I'm really excited. I got about, I'm not supposed to, I shouldn't say, but there are about six or seven books in different stages of production. uh, And a lot with some artists are brand new. Some of them are people you've seen me work with before. But um, anything that you guys give to this campaign that that gets past what we need for those first five issues of the book i promise goes straight to the next person i will take nothing from it and and so whatever you support like like i promise it's not like my camaro it's literally <laughs> it's, it's uh it's i want the whole idea of best jacket is putting on a big boy jacket trying to be a better writer be a better person in the community 
you know, create opportunities for people, not just through books I'm doing, but actually help publish books down the line. So I'm, I'm really excited about it. I really am. And I love, I love what I'm doing at DC. I still have like a big project there, but post death metal, but, but I need to recommit and rededicate myself to create our own more this year. And Tony's a great partner to start with. So I'm really thrilled. That's awesome. I'm excited about it. It's already doing super amazing over at Kickstarter. So yeah. Yeah. We've been lucky. And, like, and the, the whole idea with it was to do an edition. My phone might die, but we're to do an edition. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I am just the biggest loser. <laughs> that essentially would be like, I'm going to have like no phone in a dentist parking lot, watch this car die. And then I'll be like completely shit out of luck. But the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, to do something that was art and script, no lettering, and to give you a window into how we make the book together, make you feel connected with us that wouldn't compete with retailers. So when it comes out from Image in February, this this is a collector's edition. You can get it signed. It'll be a special item. There are all kinds of cool stretch goals. I'm going to write a short story. All, all kinds of fun stuff that we're going to add to it. But it'll give something, it's a way to connect to fans at a time when like, it feels like circumstances are just pushing us apart more and more. Yeah. And then also allows us to save for the book and create a lockbox where we can make it no matter what happens. So anyway, I should take this kid back to my house. But let's <laughs> set it up. I promise I'd love to show you more, give you teases, talk more about what's coming in death metal, after death metal, everything. So Yeah, we'll work out another one. I think we're losing you. Crazy shit with that. So I really, really want to talk to you guys. So Yeah, we'd love to have you. That phone is dying. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, Scott Snyder. Thank you so much, Scott, for being on the show. Um, And And once again, I'll pull up the Kickstarter. It's right here, guys. You can check it out. Nocturnal number one. I'm going to be back in this project myself. I love the artwork. I mean, just the out the outfit on the cover here reminds me of a Destiny Hunter, and I'll be playing that. So, I'll uh-huh. be- <laughs> my question to you, Benny, is like, because there's many different tiers. Uh, I've backed it myself. I just wanted to get the book, uh, but will you get the one where you have where you get drawn into the book? Oh hell yeah, I will, guys. We're doing a stretch goal on my Twitch after this. I need a thousand dollars to be <laughs> to be drawn. I do you think I have money, Sal? I do not have money. I know I you. A, I know I you. A, we're in a weird place. I, I am a I am a podcaster. We don't make money. Uh, <laughs> not uh, to be not to spend thousand dollars to be drawn into Nocturnal, which no, by the way I, is available now on Kickstarter. Yeah, to back. It's no longer available. He already it's already gone. Is it gone? Oh, it's gone. It's not. Oh. oh no, the headshots are gone. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, headshots are gone. Everything's all gone. The way. All the wow. I'm sure I could talk to him. I'm sure we could figure something out. <laughs> well, yeah, you're like, come on, I got the, I got a thousand dollars. Here's your, here's your. Money. I'll pay here, it. Just on. draw me in, man. <laughs> yeah, I think you know what, because they they limit the amount of uh, tiers you get. Uh, it looks like to be drawn in. There's five backers, so there's five people. They could probably fit in a sixth guy that gets killed by. I, like, I, I could. Can I get killed in the intro? Can can I'll pay the backer fee? Can I get killed in the intro? There you have it. <laughs> Benny, Benny probably will die in Nocturnal. So if that's not enough motivation for you people, you should definitely check the link in, if you're watching this in the post show, in the description, or at the very least in the chat right now, to help provide. Uh, it was at a $40,000 tier. It's at 91955 right now, so it is obviously double-funded. And uh, as I understand it, and Scott has discussed it, they're going to, we're going to see stretch goals and additional uh, incentives. But it's all kind of like insulated so that like this Kickstarter experience is going to be very different from the experience of going to buy Nocturnal in the store. Like the Nocturnal you're going to get at this Kickstarter level is actually going to be a very different Nocturnal than the one you get at the shop so that there is still an incentive to check it out when it comes out uh, inevitably hopefully I think like next year or whatever when uh, 
you know, if only we had the creator here to tell us when it was. But uh, <laughs> well, we'll, <laughs> well, we'll work it out. Either you'll we'll work it out, or we'll work out something for Thursday or maybe Friday. We'll figure it all out. But exactly. Uh, exactly. If you guys don't know, Sal and I have different schedules. Like I'm busy Wednesday. Sal's normally busy Thursday. I shoot on Thursday. So, so yeah. yeah. So, that's why Tuesday is the day of our show. <laughs> exactly. That way we're all working every day of the week. <laughs> hey, I take Mondays and Fridays off. I aim for that at least. Yeah, I have Wednesdays and Fridays off myself. That's yeah. See, it's, we take very Fridays nice. off. We're good. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. I love it when I have my day off, like when it's Wednesday and I'm like, oh, I have nothing to do today. Oh, it's, I should have it. It thro- yeah, it, well, it's what happens to me. Like, I'll be like, I have nothing to do today. I could play video games or record more audio. Normally, the video games win, but I do think about you guys. <laughs> do you think about having about all the work I have to do? Um, which the is problem nice. with our jobs is like, so like if you go to a nine to five, five you're done, you go home. But with right. us, the more you work, the more money you make. So you work to make money. Like it's a never-ending hamster wheel. I don't get official days off. Like even no. when I actually take like a week off, I'm still doing things for like an hour every morning, answering email because no one else is gonna do it. I can't be no. like. I'm taking a week off. Replacement Benny, come in. <laughs> yeah, no, there is there is no good replacement. Even if you were to bank all your recordings, you know, it's still it's still work. There's still work that needs well, to be done. I, like, I, I had to double up to do that normally. I don't ever get like real time off. That's why when we did officially take a week off, like right when the pandemic hit, it yeah. was amazing because it was like we're just take we're not we're just taking a week off, no videos. That's right. So clone Benny come in. Yeah, exactly, Corvus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I like somebody's stop? suggestion that we we should both chip in five hundred dollars and then like. <laughs> I wonder if he. I wonder if he'd be on board with that. I wonder if he'd be on board. That's that that's that's half the price for two different characters. That's not gonna work. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we can work it out. Yeah. <laughs> we'll use the old school thing. We'll give you exposure. <laughs> oh, I love it. You know what? We'll see what happens because, like, listen. You click that link. You know, he'll never. He'll never on. talk to us again. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So anyway, back to the three jokers having sold three hundred thousand copies already. Yeah. Um, how is that? How is that possible? Because I think at the end of the day, no one cares who the distributor is. Like comic shops can whine about it. Seriously, comic right. shops can whine about it. Fans yep. can whine about it. But at the end of the day, you still want your Batman. Right. That's literally and- what it co- like. I I would be surprised if the numbers went up. But for them right. to not even go down just proves no one cares about Diamond other than the comic shop owner. Well, or the like the armchair like fans who are like happy to be mad about anything, but like ultimately don't really matter because they are not actually influencing it. Like people who hate like a, a writer or an artist on a comic, it's like, well, are you still buying it? Yeah, I'm buying it. Like or. You could not buy it and actually tell them you don't want it anymore. Okay, so the long for the longest time, this goes all the way back to three or four years ago. We had Marvel now, and everyone's like, "SJW characters! Oh my god, they've ruined all my favorite heroes!" And yeah. like every time someone would whine to me about that, how do we stop it, Benny? I would go, <laughs> "How do we stop it? Stop buying the book. That's when you it. Continue to buy the book. They will continue to make it." It yep, is the same thing it. with the distributor. If people wanted to make the distributor, like, no, no, we have to stick with Diamond, then you don't buy the book from the other distributor because they don't care if you're upset if you buy the book that's going to keep going. <laughs> and there are comic shops I know personally who just stopped carrying DC. They literally just were like, oh, if that's the case, they didn't make deals with the other distributors. They literally pulled all their DC books off the shelves. They put them in dollar bins, all their back issues log. They got rid of all their DC. They're like, we are a Marvel and, and indie comic shop. 
That's all we're doing. And I was Apparently like, that wasn't enough though. <laughs> I mean, it was one shop, you know, like if, if, yeah. if, if all of them did it, maybe it might make a dent, but like, you know, if you don't like what something, what a company is doing, the only way to get through to them is to not buy it or to not spend your money on it. Like, an angry tweet? Who cares? Uh, you're you're mad to yourself? You're going to complain to some podcasters? Again, doesn't help. You got to vote with your wallet. Um, and when it comes to Three Jokers, I mean, like, the fact is, Batman is essential. You need to keep publishing Batman. What, if DC really wanted to, like, hurt the industry the like at large, they would stop publishing Batman in physicals. All Batman comics are digital. If they did that, it would directly hurt the comic book industry, comic shops, and comic book publishers. Because Batman is the number one selling book. When yeah. Batman does well, we all do well. Because it gets everyone into the shop. And when they all come into the shop, they come to get their Batman, and they stay and they check out something interesting from Boom, Image, Marvel, whatever. And they check it out. And that's what that's that's how the model works. It shouldn't work like that. It's grotesque that Batman is the only character that gets people into comic book shops. But I digress. Spider-Man that's how it works. It's Spider Man and and Batman that get like if you look at the top books, it's always those. That's why it was such a big deal when Hulk surpassed them. Yeah, like because yeah. Hulk well, is never known as a character that gets you in a comic shop. Well, and even then, you can't set your watch to Spider Man because if you look at the top five books every month, month to month, when and if Marvel cracks that barrier and gets to the f- top five. It isn't always Spider-Man. It's Spider-Man and, and sometimes it's Hulk or Captain Marvel or the Avengers. Like it it depends on who's working on it, what the hype is and what the creative team is, honestly. And and so, and that's kind of, I kind of dig that. I think that's kind of fascinating that like, I will admit, I mean, I will admit something, Sal, that they'll never hear me repeat. I love my DC and I love my Marvel, but I will say if DC did not have Batman, I'm curious where they would be. Oh, like yeah. with Marvel, the roster of people that can sell Marvel comics is a lot larger than the roster of people that can sell DC comics. Like at, at, at a DC comic for general populace. Yep. It's pretty much your TV show guy. So like you get Batman is big no matter what. Yep. Flash, Flash has gotten into the roster of you could sell books with Flash on it. And yep. we've gotten up to the point of like Superman never did. He never got to that top 10 breaker. But with nope. Marvel, you're right. It rotates. It's like this month, it's Spider-Man. Spider-Man's normally up there, but and yeah, whoever's got a movie or whoever's got a good right. writer or... Yeah, Spider-Man doesn't need a movie to promote Spider-Man comics. Spider-Man and sells Batman doesn't regardless. Either. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think if DC lost Batman, DC Comics wouldn't exist. Like, Warner's uh, slash AT&T would bust them up. They'd be okay. like, okay, let's just start selling off characters who don't we need. Okay, you can have the Spectre, you can have uh, the fa- you can have Phantom Stranger, you can have the Justice League. Like, you that, can have but the I JSA. could say I don't care about those characters. AT and T trying to clean things up. I could see that being like, I could see DC would have made it up to this acquisition. Yep. But with AT and T going in with a sledgehammer and treating it like, I mean, and I'm not even surprised they're doing this. This is normal corporate bullshit where they take over yeah. another company. Mm-hmm. But I, with the way they're doing it, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so uh, DC's done. They don't have any big heroes. Like, if they had some guy made out of a bat costume, maybe. But they don't, so we're going to sell off all the characters. And, and all you need to do is look at what Warner's slash AT&T is looking to farm out. You know, like, Doom Patrol they would keep. But they don't make Doom Patrol comics, so really all we need is the licensing rights to Doom Patrol. So, whatever. Whoever wants to, whoever wants to pay us to publish Doom Patrol comics, if they want to do that, knock yourselves out. Yeah. But, like, ultimately... 
for them, they're like, we make Batman movies. They don't even care about Superman movies. The only way that we got any kind of spiritual successor to Man of Steel was because Batman was in it. Batman versus Superman. You've heard it a thousand times, people talking about how, like, Warners won't greenlight Man of Steel 2. Still. Yeah. Because they're like, eh, it doesn't do, it doesn't do a billion. And it's like, if you don't care about making a Superman movie, there's no way you care about hanging on to Superman comic book rights. Especially if... You're, they're not bolstered by the bat. Yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, and I love DC guys. I mean, I, I do too. I have, I have two of my favorite superheroes right behind me. So, yeah, I'm the guy that. I mean, <laughs> I feel. I almost feel like if they if they didn't exist, right? Like if yeah. if Batman didn't exist, DC would be more of the hipster comic line. Whoever actually right. owned them, WB, AT and T, or if they split them up, it'd be mm-hmm. more of the hipster line instead of the big big name it is. Yeah. And I, but but also keep in mind, guys. A lot of you're bringing up like, oh, what about Arrow? What about Flash? We're talking if they didn't have Batman at all. Right. Would, would they have gotten to the point that they could have sold other heroes? Yeah. That's the question. Because look, at, you guys don't know this, but a lot of companies went out of business because they had that one big guy and they didn't, they didn't capitalize. Like, what was it? Uh, Marvel Comics? Not Marvel. Uh, Dark Horse? Shazam. Shazam. Oh, uh, a Fawcett Comics. Fawcett. They, had, they only had Shazam. They didn't capitalize. So, yep. yes, in this day and age, Flash, Green Lantern, they, they're all more recognizable. But if they had ne- they, but without Batman, would they have gotten to that? Here's my question: How much do you think AT and T could sell Batman for? Eighteen. What do you What do you mean? If AT and T was like, okay, you know what? It it like we have milked Batman to death, and it's too expensive, and it's too uh, you know sketchy slash uh, uncertain. To just to just start making superhero movies, like we've we've learned that superhero franchises only make us a certain amount of money, and we don't really care. Yeah, let's just try and get all our money back. Let's just try to get. Let's try to recoup some of our losses. Obviously, AT and T is interested in slashing prices and 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 cutting where they can. They could get a big payday if they just sold Batman. To whom could they sell Batman? And how much do you think Batman would go for? We've heard the number just in terms of movie studios. Sony made a made a outrageous claim, I think, and I, we've heard this, and I think it's hearsay. But like Sony, like when Marvel's led, when Marvel Studios slash Disney was like, "Listen, Sony, what would it take to just get Spider Man back?" And they were like, ten billion dollars." And they were that. like, "Okay," yeah, and they were like, "Okay, well, that we're thinking more like four billion dollars." Because remember, Disney bought well, yeah, Disney bought Marvel for four billion dollars, Star Star Wars for four billion dollars. Is Batman worth more than four billion dollars? Is Batman Spider Man numbers for like for for AT and T? That's a good question. I think it's a good theory to have it a different show. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. All right. I'll hang on to that. But <laughs> no, no, no. I I do like it, but also it's almost four, and we still have a couple not more much. topics to go. We have yeah. one. We have one topic. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Well, so we're gonna go up. back to that in a minute. Now. No. <laughs> yeah. All right. Fair enough. Today's been a weird and fun episode, Sal. Yeah, yeah. It's been very. That's the, the thing. You never know what you're gonna get with Absolute Comics, ladies and gentlemen. That's why you need to subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> we've we've never had a call in guest. No, we've never done that, and maybe we might want to do that again. That was kind of fun. Just be that like, was. "Hey, what's could, who could we get?" If like you know, just if they're like, "Oh, I I just have to call him on my phone for like two minutes." Yeah, I could do that. Like, <laughs> uh, all right. So anyway, uh, during the Avengers game beta, uh, I'm going to put a little caveat here. If you want no spoilers for upcoming characters then don't listen to this portion of the show. Sal and yep. I will do this when you can unmute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. 
Um, but there has been data mining of future characters, so we're going to discuss these characters real quick. Okay. Yep. Uh, so if you want, so if you don't want to know them, mute. I don't think anyone cares. Did not have these spoiled. It's no story. It's just these are upcoming characters. That's all we have. Yep. So. I guess data miners went into the Avengers during the beta and found... So if you don't know, the way Avengers plays out, there's a challenge card, which is basically a battle pass for each hero, which I'm, I'm happy and worried for, because how fast can I get through those? Because right. Am I playing Avengers for nine hours a day to get all these down? Or is this their way of trying to get money out of me? Anyway, that's a different debate for another day. Yeah. But each of these DLC characters has their own challenge cards, and they were data mined. So using the idea that each character who has a challenge card will be a playable character, we have had leaks of Ant-Man, Wasp, Vision, Black Panther, Doctor Strange, Marvel, Falcon, Mockingbird, Quake, Winter Soldier, Scarlet Witch, Captain Marvel, Kate Bishop, She-Hulk, and War Machine. Yeah. Now, all of that lines up with what I was saying, except for one character in there, and I think Sal and I, or two, and Sal and I have an answer to them. Yeah, but I said right. when you see a movie announcement or a movie coming, you're probably going to get that character. Ant Man yep. and Wasp probably going to be a two pack. Vision, uh, when that show drops, along with Scarlet Witch. Oh yeah, two pack. Scarlet Witch and Vision. It could be a two pack. They all could be two packs. Actually, that may be how they lump Mockingbird in, because Mockingbird appeared on the on the Agents of Shield show. It could be Mockingbird and Quake. Oh yeah, two-pack. they're doing the final season right now. That's right. It's over. The last episode aired. It's over. Okay, then they're going to do it late. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that one, Quake and Mockingbird, were intended for that show. (laughs) Yeah, maybe they'll wait until the last season arrives on Disney+. Plus. That could be. That could be. You could easily line up with that. Uh, Marvel is probably going to be a part of the Captain Marvel pack. I could see that. Uh, Kate Bishop teamed up with She-Hulk. Uh, She-Hulk, I'd take that. I, I could, you could also team her up with Winter Soldier. Yeah. Uh, but yep. I think they might do Falcon and Winter Soldier since Falcon and Winter Soldier is going to be a show on Disney+. Plus. Doctor Strange, I think, will be on his own. No, or mm. Black Panther. They'll just put the two of them movie people together. That'd be cool. Yep. Yeah. This sounds like either we're going to practically get a new character a month or they're going to right. two-pack them. Yep. I, mm, I'm wondering... How do you feel about that? See, I am an interesting gamer when it comes to what I want. I want constant content, but the problem is I don't want so much content that I'm overloaded and can't keep up. Me either. That's where I get, like, if I get two a month, uh, two every other month, maybe. If I get one a month, how fast are they pumping them out? That's my concern. And how do these challenge cards work? Do they reset every month? Do I, like, am I eventually going to be at a point where I, in theory, would have to do... 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, maybe 24. I might have miscounted. Am I eventually going to have to do 24 challenge cards monthly? Yeah, I wouldn't. (laughs) But here's the thing. I'll do whatever the game wants me to do if I don't have to pay real money to get the character. Well, the way the challenge cards work is they give you daily quests to go do. And, if, right. in the way, and the way most battle passes work is you can very feasibly get through them in the time span they give you if you're playing probably every other day. Right. But if you miss a couple, if you miss like a week, you might have to buy up a couple tiers if, or, or yeah. go ham. This is yeah. the way that kind of I, thing works. Yeah. That, I am not a gamer. This is not for me. Uh, I do, I, like, I want to play the Avengers game because I did play the Avengers game and it was, I really enjoyed myself for the most part, uh, when I got rolled back, like the, their, their, their checkpoint system, I was like, I died and then it rolled me back and then I got a lot farther and it rolled me back to the same point and I was like, I'm out. 
Yeah. Uh, but uh, but the, the gameplay I enjoyed, the characters I enjoyed, the designs, like the option to change them, upgrade them, give them comic book accurate costumes. I was like, this is cool. I'm down. And the environments look really cool and the story I'm intrigued by. So I, I'm interested in this. Uh, uh, I will. I want to put this in there because it was brought up by our chat. Uh, DST. Uh, all the characters are free. They're charging right. for suits. Uh, once you buy the base game, they're saying everything will be free, but they're selling cosmetics, battle passes, things like that. So yeah, you're not buying I, each of these characters. But again, like I don't want to buy anything. Like if I spend sixty to eighty dollars on a video game, it better come with everything I bought. Well, if they like, run up it, the current model, yes, it will. That what see right. what what the current model for gaming seems to be the live service game that this is going into is yeah. they're hoping you won't have time to finish it. That's what they're aiming for. They're mm-hmm. aiming that you're going to get near the end of the season and you're going to be shy 20 levels on that challenge card or that battle pass mm-hmm. and you really want that costume and they're really hoping you're going to spend that money. That's yeah. what uh, Destiny's doing it. Call of Duty's doing it. I mean, all of them do it. The, the old school model live service, like the MMO, that doesn't really exist anymore. Right. This is the new no. model where they, they pretty much they make it reasonable. The big issue comes in when they don't make it reasonable. Oh, I have mm-hmm. to play 10 hours a day? That ain't happening. You know, it, <laughs> but uh, but when they make it reasonable, they're just hoping you don't have time. Right. Yeah. This is this is something not necessarily new to me, but it's something where it's like like when I got the Spider Man game, and I know that like you know that game's two years old or whatever, but like uh, all I had to do was accomplish tasks, and I unlocked costumes. That's yeah. all I want. I just want to play the full game. I don't want to get costumes and and play more of the game to get more of the game. That that's I think that's a fair transaction and it's what I'm here for. Arkham, yeah. same deal. If I have to pay to play as Adam West, eat me. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> like that's no, I, and know, I that, get it. That's my approach. And, so and, gonna, and go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just like this gameplay seems like I, I everyone's talking about like what it's like and they're naming games I don't play and I'm like right on okay I see what you're saying and like it but it, from my perspective of playing it I was like it seems like a pretty standard straightforward you know action adventure game I don't want if I if I want to create like a team that looks like my comic book characters or the characters that I want to see on a team I shouldn't have to spend more than a dollar. <laughs> Like, if I've already spent 60 to 80 Well, and that's game. the model they're rolling with. Like I said, the question is going to be, at the end of the year, am I working on 24 monthly challenge cards, which I can no way feasibly do, and I'm going to have yeah. to pay for all these costumes if I want to stay on it, you know? Right. And we should also point out, people are asking about the X-Men, and it's like, the game has taken, I think, four or five years in development. Like, it took forever for this game to be made. Yeah. And the, and the reason why there's Inhumans in it is because it was made before the Fox acquisition. So yeah. you can bet your bottom dollar there won't be any X-Men in this game until they add them, <laughs> until they, they come up with it. And even then, it's going to take time. I guarantee you Wolverine will be the first one to roll out when the movie starts. Why wouldn't out. it be? That's so brilliant. <laughs> yeah. No, first one, Hey, Sal, do you want to play Avengers? I'm Wolverine! <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No question. Yeah. Spider-Man and Wolverine. That's my team. <laughs> <laughs> so we're playing a PS5 then, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, right, I am well, getting that PS5 though. Because I am too. You know. Well, I know you and Tiffany play games. Tiffany's the we bigger do. gamer. She's better. Than she me, is the. But. She is the. Oh, <laughs> I don't, yeah. I might be a little better at Spider-Man. I don't know. She's not next to you, is she? She's playing actually right now. She's playing uh, Coast of Tsushima. So I, is she I in the studio or at the say, house? She's at home. Oh no, she oh. plays at home. That's I what I mean. She can't come that. over and hit you because you said you're no. no, no, no. <laughs> at at that Spider-Man game, and even then, she she. 
she blasted through. Like, no, I've played the game. I've played the game fully three times. She played it once and beat the, like, beat all the challenges way faster than I did. It's just that, like, yeah, no, I had like a Groundhog Day with Spider Man where I played that game three different times. So I, I could, I can beat Scorpion pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, but she beat him the first time the way I beat him the third time. <laughs> so yes, she is better than me. So, all right, well, we're going to wrap up because I got this kitten that I got to let out so you can stretch before I do my stream. Um, yeah. So thank you guys so much for watching here. Don't forget to check out Scott Snyder's Kickstarter. If you want to get access to this, it is up on my Patreon and it is on his Patreon and it is on my YouTube memberships. All those links will be down below. Otherwise, they're now going to expand into the Twitch chat. Thank you so much for your continued support. We really do appreciate it. And we will be back on Thursday with another podcast and we will be back on next Tuesday with a podcast talking about the fandom that drops this weekend. Yeah, is it this weekend? It's this weekend, twenty second. Oh my god, Fandom! I can't. <laughs> what <wait>. was that? <laughs> uh, they're very excited about this Fandom. <laughs> so what do I'm guys, very excited myself. We appreciate you all. You're all amazing. Thank you so much for your support. You, with, we couldn't be doing this job or these shows without you guys. So we really do appreciate you. Um, let's go ahead and close out the episode, and uh, we'll see you next time right here at Absolute Comics. <laughs>